Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-depth series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Tara. And I'm Michelle. And Michelle's here, but Jen is not. <laughs> and we don't know why, but um, I'm sure she'll be here. Maybe not. Who knows? Oh, so, we love you, Jen. Um, we do. We do love Jen. Um <laughs> I'm probably, you know, it's probably some kind of, like I said earlier, um, it's probably some kind of family thing that she had that came up and she had to take care of some or whatever, or maybe she just totally flaked on us. Who knows? She's like, I don't feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) She's probably, well, I'll bet you that she's out right now, like mowing her lawn and with our today's episode and her headphones, (laughs) <laughs> and just happily just mowing our lawn. Doing our thing. That Doing tracks. Our thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just just living the best life and just again, getting all about it. <laughs> yeah. So um anyway, so yeah, we're here with Michelle Kenyon, who is one of our longtime listeners. Um, and we are going to talk about Eve's fear of technology. <laughs> And why that is. And Michelle prepared a whole document for us. Yeah, so. it, it's not quite on, on par with, with Dana's um <laughs> yeah, but, you but know. yeah, I, I, I can get I can I can get quite extensive. Okay. You know, I mean not too many people are on Dana's level. No, I think we that is next to, level. Yeah, we all have to just accept it and move on. But um Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that you wanted to do this specific to- uh, topic? Um, but it was just that I was, um, I was, I, cause I, I think I started listening back in like March or April or something like that. And I kind of managed to uh, slowly, you know, work my way through all the episodes. And as I was going through and that, and I'd listened to that very first tech episode, I thought, oh, there's so much more that can be talked about there. Um, and um, I, uh, I kept on thinking, you know, sort of what would be the best angle to, to take? Because, you know, there, there, is, there is lots to talk about uh, in, in terms of sort of the, the in-depth tech. But um, just doing like a simple in-depth tech um, uh, episode two and just kind of continuation of the one you already did maybe doesn't really add much to the conversation. So we're kind of thinking, you know, what, what, what would be the best approach to take? And as I was kind of listening through the episodes, I kind of realized that this was a topic that had never been talked about that, you know, sort of her her innate fear of tech and how, um, you know, sort of how it's, uh, um, it's, it's, it's very present in the series but at the same time it's not present in all aspects of our life like you know certain things are super present like you know her whole vending machine boycott thing I mean that's a whole <laughs> you know thing uh but for for but you know other sort of uh, uh aspects of a fear are much more minor and 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 aren't really a you know aren't really a big thing and I thought you know that's maybe an interesting take on it to just kind of discuss <clears throat> what um you know where that kind of all comes from and sort of the differences in her uh in her sort of tech uh phobias that that's kind of where it's coming from there yeah um, i love that 
<laughs> do you do you want to go through your list first or or do you want to talk about why you think that may be? So um I mean I'm I'm happy to just kind of go through the 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 list. So okay. yeah, I um I so I kind of start off with um uh you know that she's kind of suspicious uh, or outright fearful of tech and then i have a couple of examples like uh car trouble most of those were free dle because the dle seems to be very well functioning and um doesn't give her i mean as far as i can tell i don't think it's given her any issues right um and um but like Pre-DLE, she was having sometimes issues where, uh, of uh, like getting speed warnings when she was standing still. Um, <laughs> but also when she um, when she got that newer model, that I think it was like P green model that was right. kind of working better. But she there was kind of this thing where she was quite often would like reference how it performed better than the older model, but kind of grudgingly because she actually secretly loved the older the old model. So she, I think she kind of felt a little bit. Um, um like almost uh like she was being um i can't think of the right word but like like she she wasn't being fair to the old model by like enjoying the fact that the 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 pea green one was performing better Um, but also i mean there's 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 also that feeling i mean i think we've all done this where you know, you get used to that thing. Like you have an older phone or, you know, when we went from flip phones to, you know, iPhones or whatever, and you're used to the flip, you know how to use it, you know, and, or yeah. Yeah, your older car. I mean, you get a newer car and that's great, but you still, you knew how to use your old car. It yeah. was familiar to you, you know, and you might have, if you're somebody like my daughter, you name it. And, um, you know, find a place for this little beanie, beanie uh, chameleon that she has to find a place for it. And, you know, I don't know if you're that kind of person, <laughs> you get really comfortable with your older tech. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And newer Absolutely. tech. So then that's kind of scary. Now I have to get comfortable with something all over again. And and that's a thing that he has a problem with in all she doesn't like change life. she doesn't right. like change right and that's right. actually that's a really good point and i hadn't looked at it from that perspective but i think that actually explains a lot of her issues that she doesn't like change and and like you said you know every time you get something new there is a huge aspect of getting used to that new thing and right. that requires change mm-hmm. and she doesn't like that yeah that's actually a really good point i never looked at it like that but yeah that's a good one just out of curiosity, what did you name your car? Or didn't you name your car? Mine? Yeah. Uh, mine is a DLE Urban. Oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah you, you got the, that. Yeah. You got the night license plate. Did you name your car, Dara? Yes. Uh, my car is named Debbie. <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've always named my cars. Um, they're usually just, you know, someone's name, usually like, a person I was thinking about when I got it. And uh, my friend Debbie had actually just passed away a week before. And her favorite color was blue. And I was like, I guess this is for you. <laughs> so there you go. that's really yeah. sweet. I love that. Do yeah, I think so. Eve names her cars secretly, but doesn't tell anybody? No, Ooh. I don't. No, <laughs> don't. I don't think so. No. I, I don't. honestly don't okay. think she's frivolous enough for it. Right. I'd say, I think she'd I, see that as something really I, yeah. silly. 
Yeah. I think you're it would right. cross her mind and like it would come up. You know, one of the one of the books they she meets what is it? A treachery where she meets the the retired officer who has a boat mm-hmm. and he calls it the blue line. And you know, and like there's nothing she doesn't like, there's no commentary in that about naming boats. But I'm interested to see how Eve would react if someone named their car. Maybe that's not a thing in New York City because not very many people have cars. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. I just talked about yeah. that. So I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Uh what's what's the rest of the list here? Um yeah. So um then um she also has a quite a big issue with her equipment at Cop Central. Um there's that memorable scene where she hauls her old PC home with the plan to take a sledgehammer to it, only to be foiled by a fascinated rock. Right. Because he's like, <laughs> I want this, I need to take it apart, I need to play with it and and God knows what else. Uh right. but yeah, that that was the end of that plan. So that didn't happen. <laughs> and then um she i remember also i think this was probably in one of the earlier books uh where um her computer at cop central just randomly opens a form site mm-hmm. uh, and i think she was in i think she was like asking it to perform a task and it just randomly opened a form site and right. then kind of started telling her um, you know, giving her like payment instructions and all that kind of thing. And she was like, what? <laughs> um, and, and it started calling all kinds of names as she does, um, which was very funny. Um, but, and then um, I remember also the translation program uh, that pre- uh, propositions the French cop in conspiracy, which right. was very hilarious. Uh, and I think Peabody oh, reaction. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love, especially love Peabody's reaction. Like, you know, she's cute. Can you blame it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then I also really enjoyed that scene um, where at some point Peabody is cleaning up old files, um, and the, the, we're like files from like five years ago and at some point like something went slightly wrong and she kind of lost a bunch of files um mm. and Peabody was kind of saying uh you know I- I'm having a really hard time cleaning this up and there's you know really old stuff here and kind of with the implication that that part of the problem was due to Dallas's bad admin so that she doesn't clean up her stuff often enough yeah which I know that like in my um own kind of experience if you know if you if you sort of file away old stuff too uh, too much at some point your your computer is going to need a massive cleanup so i can totally see where that could um that could definitely contribute to the issue yeah yeah eve is a is a huge i think um we all have those people in i don't know maybe you two are those people who knows? <laughs> but we all have those people in our lives who their desktop is just got eight million files. It's just nothing but files all over their desktop. Oh yeah, I can't with that. That's yeah. not yeah. for me. Yeah, and I wonder if Eve is that person. Like, I can't be bothered to like figure out how to file this away. I'm just going to put it on my desktop for now. Or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I could see that honestly. Yeah, I could see you being like that. <laughs> I could, I could too. I could too. Yeah, definitely. 
I can also totally see Eve being one of those people that um, never, like when she's working on her computer, that she never actually closes a window. So yes. at the end of the day, yeah. she has like 30 uh, Chrome uh, window, windows Chrome tabs open, open yeah. mm-hmm. or windows open. And you're just like, why the fuck is this? <laughs> why? You know it. As soon as, that makes so much sense. As soon as Eve leaves, somebody goes in and closes all those windows. Yeah, exactly. assigned to that. <laughs> Rourke, has, Rourke has like installed a whatever because I don't I don't know computer stuff. He's installed something on the computer to like get rid of her yeah. extra tabs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. yeah, that would be that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple of colleagues that could use with that. For, we could do with that um, little add-on. To be honest with you. Um, so, and then the, of course, the vending machine boycott, um, as far as I can tell her longest running, like major tech issue, she is often denied purchased items when she uses the machine herself. And as a result, she gets others to do so for her. But at the same time, uh, you know, a big part of me and for actually a very long time is wondering why is she using the vending machine so regularly? It's not like she doesn't have Pepsi in her office AC. And You're usually wrong. she's buying Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, and I mean, I get to, because uh, I mean, you know, like when I, I mean, I don't go into the office every day anymore, but like when I go into the office, obviously, I mean, I don't have an AC, but I do have, um, we do have like coffee machines on each floor. And then mm-hmm. on the, um, the first floor, uh, there are vending machines. Um, and uh, at the very bottom floor, you, we've also got a coffee bar. So, um Technically, I would never need to go to the vending machine or the coffee bar, but sometimes you do because sometimes you just want that particular type of coffee or something um, uh, that you right. can't get out of the the, the office uh, coffee machine. So I, I guess that that's a big part of it, but I, I do kind of wonder sort of the regularity to which she seems to need, sort of want to use the vending machine, and I'm like, yeah. It, it might. Well, I mean, it might have something to do with act, just getting up out of the, the chair, getting out of that office and just going somewhere else. And, and yeah, might, it, you know, restart the thinking process or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get the, get the um, circulation going and all that. Right. Because if yeah. you're somebody that's, and I don't know if this is true for Eve, but if you're somebody that's um, like neurodivergent or, you know, uh, ADHD, which I suspect I am, um, it's better if you get up every half hour to an hour and get out of where you are and, you know, go do something else for like 10 minutes or so and then come back. Yeah. 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 Have you ever tried using that uh, Pomodori technique? No. So the the whole principle there is is that you take 20 to 25 minutes to do a task really focused. And then every 20 to 25 minutes, you take a five to 15 minute break. And I think you do max five sort of rounds of um of these kind of sessions and then you have to take a 20 uh, a 15 to 30 minute break um but otherwise you can just take a five minute break right and i've done that because i i I also have like adhd tendencies and um uh, for me that definitely makes a difference so i Mm. yeah if you if you want to look that up and give that a go um i definitely find that it helps 
Well, that's good. See, I learned that's, something here today. I love that. That's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that the idea of Eve being, you know, just incapable of being still all the time um, is, I don't know, like, I, I, don't, I guess I never thought of it that way of being why she would go to the vending machine. I always thought that that was what she always did before. You know, like before she had Rourke, she probably had garbage in her auto chef or it never right. worked right. Or, you know, why would she use it? Because it has shit coffee in it. So like, right. I feel like that might be part of a routine of hers too. Is just like, this is, this is a thing I do to change up my day. But I guess those ideas do go hand in hand. I guess I was mm-hmm. just kind of thinking of the before as yeah. all. Yeah. No, but that's a good point. Cause um, yeah, you do. Um, you do. I mean, there's so much in your day that you do just pure out of routine. Right. And uh, have absolutely no other real benefit or rhyme or reason to it than that it's routine. And you've always done it like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a yeah. really good point. And also, you know, I mean, in my, in my old job, there were people that I wouldn't see unless I got up and went to the vending machine and got something and, you know, then I would see those people on the way. Otherwise I would just be in my office all the time and only the people around my office, I would see, you know what I'm saying? So that's also part of it. You know, she gets out into not just the bullpen, but out, you know, in cop central someplace and sees other people and, how else would we have some of these interactions with, you know, some of these characters that, you know, they bring in and randomly. Yeah. And actually, I mean, to be honest, like the vending machine mishaps, um, there are, have been like some excellent uh, little social interactions surrounding that, you know, like the, um, the, you know, we've had a couple of times like this, she actually had like run-ins with, um, with like perps or, or colleagues mm-hmm. um, that have just been absolutely hilarious or that she was like standing at the vending machine minding her own business and uh, somebody comes by with a perp who just goes suddenly absolutely batshit and then starts attacking her. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that is just, yeah, that is, that's, yeah. That's a good point. Didn't I like she that. throw like a Pepsi at some guy one time? Yeah. 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 She sure oh. did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She and didn't sure she, wasn't did. there also one where she, um, where she, um, she got, I, I might be, I, I think I'm actually mixing a couple of, one, a couple of instances up, but I, I can remember one with like a midget that like attacked her. Yeah. But I have a feeling that that actually wasn't on like the floor, but that was in an elevator itself. But there was also one where there was this guy who I think he was like a traumatized, uh, like little brother of um, yeah, a witness. That, yeah, that happened in creation. Isn't it just happened in creation? That happened in creation. Yeah. yeah. So we, we just read kicked, that one. Yeah. Well, she kicked him in the nuts and yeah. he was like, yeah. and he kind of ended the conversation with my nuts or us all. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. That was very, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember that was in creations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, um, yeah, the, there are, there have been some excellent uh, little byplays there. Yeah. I mean, or, or, yeah, kind of what you were saying about, you know, that, yeah. So, I mean, there's more reasons why she would be using the vending machine than, than just to get the Pepsi or whatever. So, yeah, that, that does make sense. Right. 
Um, and another one uh, that I thought was quite funny, it's kind of the other end of the spectrum. So it's not so much fear of tech, but um, her refusal to use the closet um, a computer, uh, even though it would likely make things uh, easier for her. Right. For instance, when choosing, <laughs> like, I don't know, like one of the things that uh, like a lot of these conversations with Rourke about her outfit is, is surrounding uh, like color combinations. And I think that the uh, computer could definitely help her there. Uh, right. But also, like, sometimes she's like, okay, I need a power outfit. Can you help me select one? And a computer could do that for you as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's much I more think, fun to have Rourke do it. I do. I, and I was just about to say that. I <laughs> well, think, yeah. um, I mean, I personally love that um, Rourke, is, Rourke is her go-to for advice. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really cute element of the relationship. Um, but at the same time, I also think her unwillingness to use the comp is um, it's kind of a, a mixture of mistrust and just general derision um, uh, at the ridiculous of having a closet so large as to need a computer. <laughs> right. Um, which, to, which I mean, I just yeah. love because I am a big fan of the movie Clueless and when I was, you know, little teenage me, I mean, my my mind would just be blown if I had that closet computer. So I'm just like, if that was an option, I'd go for it. But that's just me. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be fun to have a closet computer. I, I do not have enough clothing for one, but I don't care. It's fun. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, from me's perspective, it's more of a thing where, like, you oh, know, yeah. I've never needed one before. Well, I'm not gonna, you know, why yeah. should I use and, one and, now? Yeah, and actually, now that you say that, I think that's also a big part of it. She's like, yeah, no, I don't need that change. I've always yeah. done without. Why would why would I need one? Yeah, I think yeah. that's a big part of it as well. Just not wanting to change that. Right. And then, um, kind of the the other hand. Um, is that when Rourke mentions upgrading her home office, the promise of a new command center was actually something that she considered a pro um, in that whole conversation and, right. and sort of consideration to get a new um, a new uh, operating her her home office. And I thought that was quite interesting that that wasn't a um, that wasn't something that was that was a negative. She was like, oh. I can get a command center. All right. So I thought I thought right. that was really interesting. Um, and um, I also found it really quite funny when Ariel Greenfeld made her that New York City cake. Uh, she was very fascinated about the layout of the city mm -hmm. and the gang territory, uh, sorry, gang territory di uh, division uh, and wanted that part of the cake preserved. Um, and Rock ended up creating the same thing for her in Hollow. Uh, and she loved that. And she um, and actually, in general, she doesn't seem to be afraid of hollow at all. She has regularly used mm -hmm. it um, uh, on interviews for out of towners. And I mean, generally with the help of Rourke, um, but she often, but as far as I could tell, she's never actually required any convincing there. She, her only kind of hesitancy was around the legalities of it. Like I remember at some point with, um, with uh alex ricker um it, it's kind of like oh you know it, it, is it legal to interview him in this way or will i be able to use it in court later blah 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 
Um, but you know, once she kind of had that figured out, she was all like, yeah, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was also quite interesting that there are certain kind of tech aspects that she really doesn't mind at all. Um, right. yeah, <laughs> I didn't really like think about that, but at first we don't see things like hollow, like we don't use the hollow early in the series. Do, do we? Not like that, you know, not like sh- with the projecting the, the room. Not into- like that, but we did see, I mean, Rourke's, um, the room that w- they went shooting had a ho- had hollow projections yeah. of. Yeah, I yeah, they've used it in their is sex it, games from like day one. So is that it because was- it's like interactive and she's like, doesn't <laughs> think room. about it? I don't know. Like she's, she's very selective about the shit that she's into. And then she's yeah. like, no vending machines. I have to... She's just a weird one. We love her. But <laughs> she is a weird one. She really is. She really is. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just never really thought about the hollow because they're not using the hollow for, you know, cop work for a while. They're just using it for sexy times, which is great. Yeah. Good for them. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah. Um... That's I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, I get like distracted by little no, weird fine. things I think of, which you know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> and then I also thought it was quite funny that uh, two of the most important men in our life are complete tech geeks. I mean, yeah. just of the highest order. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you if you you know count McNabb, who's also you know pretty big guy in her life, it's actually three. Right. I think it's quite funny that, um, especially, you know, the guy she married and the guy she considers her father are complete geeks, which is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if that yeah, yeah. has some to do with, I mean, maybe some someplace inside of her really wants to be that. And so okay. seeing somebody like Feeney being that way or Rourke being that way is kind of very attractive because, you know, she kind of would like to be that way, but can't okay. yeah and it know? could also it could also just be something as simple as opposites attract right right mm-hmm. but yeah no that's a good point so yeah i sorry i'm just i was um, distracted by my cat who is sitting here next to me <laughs> very sort of intently looking at me look it would not be podcast and death if somebody didn't get distracted by one of their animals uh, yeah. it just Lily's right here and she is snoozing. She is like very, oh, sorry. No, go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) You're in for it now. (laughs) You've wakened the beast up. I know, yes. (laughs) She's going to have a lot to say about that. <laughs> um, and I also, I also find it kind of funny that one of the few tech gadgets she never really seems to fight with is the auto chef, and she right. has other kind of slight issues with the auto chef of you know sort of not, um, not sort of. I don't think she always kind of fully understands how things work and how to, you know, sort of how they all interact together. But I mean, most of us don't fully understand that. So, you know, right. can't blame there. Yeah, I do kind of think it's funny that I don't think she fully understands it, but she does always seem to get it to work properly. It uh-huh. that never seems to be an issue. But one of my kind of, I think my my theory in the end of this sort of whole conversation mm-hmm. Um, is that um, I think Dallas just hates faulty tech. And at Central, that is often what she deals with. 
Um, She gets super frustrated, doesn't know how to fix the issue, um, and uh, therefore quite often ends up making it worse. Um, And somehow, in her mind, this then becomes like a grand conspiracy against her. Um, (laughs) But I think it all kind of stems from the fact that it's actually the main issue is faulty tech. Um, In the stuff that she gets (sighs) from Rourke, that never seems to be faulty because he... A, he knows what he's doing in creating these products, but also B, you know, flawlessly manages to program them and uh, and all that. So anything that um, she gets from him, and I think that's maybe also one of the like main things about um, kind of like the siren's call of a command center, was that she knows it's going to be set up by him and she knows it's going to work properly and everything's going to, you know, work to her specifications. It's going to, you know, listen to her all her commands faultlessly. Everything's going to be perfect. And she loves that. But mm-hmm. aside from like Rock's world, she's not always going to get that. Right. Because, and it, and it may have to do with, him knowing her so well that he can design something that is uniquely created to work with how she works. So the command center and the DLE both were probably designed by him specifically because he with her in mind, with her in mind, because he knows how she works. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah. There could be things where he's like, I know she's never going to do this. So, you know, we won't even make this either. We won't make this a feature or we'll make this an automatic feature that like, you know, closing out all of the tabs on her 2060 (laughs) version of Chrome, you know, that we'll just make that an automatic as soon as she, you know, orders the computer off. It goes through this little thing where it like, you know, cleans up her desktop and it also, you know, (laughs) closes all those tabs in Chrome. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) yeah oh i love that yeah (laughs) so it could be that too yeah no that's that's yeah that's actually really really good point and i think you're actually probably very right i think um uh rock is um very intuitive when it comes to eve um and knows exactly how she does things and how she likes things. And I think some of it is intuition and some of it is just that he has worked with her so often that he like has actually physically seen her do things certain way. Right. But also at the same time understands her kind of needs and wants good enough that he can anticipate like, okay, she doesn't actually do it like that now, but if she were to do it, that would actually be a really efficient way of working and she'll she'll like that. So I think I think that is one of Rock's strengths is kind of being able to anticipate her needs in that way. Right. And I feel like a lot of this is also a little bit when what do we talk about her handwriting? Okay. That uh-huh. oh yeah. In growing up, she never had to write or anything like that. So um it it so when she got into school, you know, more than likely they, that was one thing they had to really kind of focus on and get down because she was so behind. And it could be that in her life before, before she went into the system, I'm sure that they were staying in places that didn't have a lot of tech and the tech that they did have didn't work. So, you know, unless you're, unless tech is something that you kind of grow up with and and know instinctively to use it can be frustrating so you get to 
eight or nine or whatever, now you're in the system and now you're starting to have to use tech. And that can be frustrating, especially if you were somebody like Eve, who doesn't want to look stupid, look, you know, using tech. So I'd rather just, you know, fuck that auto chef because it doesn't yeah. work. And instead of trying to figure it out, I mean, people that are good at tech are people that are good at keeping at it until they get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Trying things until, oh, this is how it works. Yeah. And Eve is not good at that. No, true. That is very true. That's actually a really interesting point. Cause I think, I think, um, she mm-hmm. is, um, she's really not good at sort of laying those connections. Mm-hmm. And she's also really, and indeed she doesn't have the the self-confidence to say, okay, I'm going to figure this out and, um, you know, screw it if I keep on fucking it up in the meantime, but I'll get there. Right. And, right. But actually uh, that just made me think because she's, um, she's gone, like she's had a couple of times where she'd been at a crime scene and like wanted to open like a safe or something like that. And I'm assuming that in 2060, safe cracking is not like old school, like it is, you know, you know, potentially now still, um, but it's quite, um, you know, probably quite technologically advanced. Um, but she she does get there and there she does seem to kind of have the sort of wherewithal to say, OK, I'm going to give this a try and I'm going to k- keep at it until I get there. Um, so occasionally, I think if, you know, if it interests enough, if it kind of gets her uh, at the right um, time and level and interest, she 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 can bring up that um you know, sort of level of, 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 you know, let, let, let's do this. But yeah, generally speaking, she just doesn't have that in her. Right. And that could be, you know, all these years with Rourke now, you know, watching him do that kind of thing and going like, okay, you know, I, I feel like she's more of a person that will do that. will watch, you know, she watched Feeney as he handled tech before she, actually tried something herself, you know? So it could be, uh, you know, she's a visual learner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Watching Rourke do it so many times gives her the, the uh, confidence to try to tackle that herself. Now, just like, you know, the whole lock picking thing. Yeah. That yeah. She's now starting to like, no, no, let me, let me try it. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 Which is, yeah. I always find that really entertaining when she, when she does that. Yeah, it's funny how, yeah, slowly she's getting to that point where things, you know, and it's the same with the clothes, picking out her own clothes. You know, she's seen Rourke do it so many times and now she's getting the confidence where she's able to like, okay, let me let me really stand here and look at stuff and think about how to do it after I've seen Rourke do it a million times, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is so, so it's kind of entertaining to kind of sort of, um, I mean, not really watch her because obviously it's written out in a page, but um, but to kind of like see, okay, that is a gray pen and it has a brown stripe, but no, that's not that's not the right brown stripe. That's the right brown stripe, and I just love right. how sort of her mind kind of goes through that process. Right, it's really entertaining, and it probably does the same exact pro- process. I was going to say process, <laughs> <laughs> process for us Americans. Um, uh. With tech, you know, seeing, like I said, seeing Rourke do it so many times and then 
okay, you know, I, I can, I can do this now. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and yeah. And I think it's probably also like, okay, I've seen you do it. It seems like a fairly simple process. You seem to do it in one go without much issue. I'm pretty sure I can do that too. And then, okay, let's, let's give that a go. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's probably that sort of process of, um, elimin uh, elimination of like, oh yeah, I think I can do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I think Eve's a visual learner. Yeah. Absolutely. I, think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I never really, I'd never actually thought about that, but yeah, I think you're right. Um, so this is completely off topic, but, um, so the other day, Caitlin did a IQ test and she okay. sent it to me and she was like, Hey mom, do this IQ test because I did it. And she got like a one thirty three or something like that, or something like that on this IQ test. So I tried it and I completely bombed it. And I told her like, I bombed this completely, you know, there was a lot of word questions and I got, I can't. You know, I get to the question and I'm just like, I don't be, I don't know. Yeah. But um, then I found another IQ test that was a lot of visuals, patterns. And you did fine. I did fantastic on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does make, it does make a huge difference. Yeah. And I, um, I, um, when I was, I don't know, I think around nine or 10 or something like that, they, um, they had me do some IQ tests at school because I wasn't, I wasn't doing very well at school and they were kind of like wondering, you know, like what, what's going on. And, and th basically the problem was that we had just moved to the Netherlands. I was learning a new language. Mm. Languages are not my thing at all. Right. Um, and, um, and I was just having a really tough time learning in a new language. And, um, and of course, the IQ test was in Dutch, not in English. And um, I did absolutely horrendous in Dutch. But if I did the same IQ test in English, I was totally fine. Right. Um, and it was it was a you know a normal a normal result. And in Dutch, that same thing would be like seventy, which is you know that's ridiculously low. Um, so yeah, it does the the um, it, it's it's amazing it, tests. I mean, they say that IQ tests are super standardized, but they're not at all. Yeah, it's very it it really is very dependent. So yeah, I mean. It if I, if I equate that with Eve, I, I, from what we know from Eve, I feel like she's that same way. She's very tactile and visual Yeah. rather than knowing, you know, all needing all of this, like, you know, all of this information, it, unless she can see it, it's, it's harder for her. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Perfect sounds. Uh, what more can we say about tech? Because yeah, I kind of <laughs> I've gone to the end of my uh, my um, my document, so yeah, I'm not out. Sorry, ladies. I, no, no, <laughs> no, it's fine no, no, uh, no, because no. you know I'm looking at the time and we're right on schedule. So, um, but I think that Eve, I, I feel like we'll, we're going to see her get a little bit better as we go along with tech, just because of the fact that. Um, Again, she's a visual learner, so she's going to be watching Rourke this whole time, you know, and yeah. figuring out things as he does them. 
Yeah. But yeah. then also Great. that kind of does, you know, make you think like, well, then why wasn't it that way with Feeney? Unless she was too young to, to absorb, you know, what he was doing or to. It could, I, I, yeah, that's a good point. I think it could be um, that it was just a sort of mismatch of the way he does things versus the way she learns. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. she just like the way he was doing it was just n- not a way that she could kind of easily pick up on. Right. Um, but I think it could also just be as simple as that she just wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Um, it was, but yeah, it's it it's kind of hard possibly, to tell. It was possibly not as there's possibly not as much tech available to them in their jobs like there are now, you know, she's been on the job for quite some time, mm-hmm. you know, she was a Feeney for quite some time. And so there's, a, there's a possibility that like the tech stuff that he was getting into was very like specific to him. And that wasn't something that you generally used in homicide. And that's maybe one of the reasons that made him want to move out of homicide and into electronics because yeah. that was something that clicked for him. But maybe it wasn't something that was as prevalent to how they conducted their day to day as it would be. And now that it's around her, she's like, fuck, I guess I have to (laughs) be a little more okay with this, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's, 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 that that, you're very right. And I think um, that on top of that, I think she, you know, they, they, they worked together for, I think what, 10 years or so before she, before naked, um so like now it's like close to 13 14 um and um he's been in edd for at least five five or six years i think and um i would imagine that i mean it's quite clear in the series that the tech that is available to them at cop central is quite a few years behind what's available to Mm -hmm. rock Mm -hmm. but through rock he's getting access to various things that he wouldn't have otherwise right um and also through rock she has access to a whole bunch of things that that the rest of them never would um so i think that is um a big part of it so i think her mm-hmm. tech exposure is very different than it would have been just back you know when it was her and feeney in homicide right um and then on top of that i think she um i i think t- Tara's right. Uh, t- sorry, I keep on saying Tara. It's Tara. Ta- no. Yeah. I keep on saying it wrong. It's Tara. <laughs> Tara. It's Tara. 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 Like sorry. Tara. Oh, Susan Erickson's the okay. only one that can say it right. <laughs> Besides Tara herself. <laughs> um, I think Tara was right in that um, the, the day-to-day would have been very different than it is now. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think there's probably a, a couple of things going on there that have uh, contributed to just her tech exposure is just so much wider now. Mm-hmm. And it could be that, you know, because he was her a superior and she was a subordinate that, you know, tech came up and he just took the tech stuff and she just let yeah. him do it because that's what you do. That you way. It was easier yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, well, I feel like this was a oh. very interesting topic. I I really, this was, because this is stuff that I don't generally think about. Right. AJ is the tech person between the three of us. Um, 
And like, obviously I don't mind it, but it's not a strength of mine. And I, you know, I do very basic things on my computer. (laughs) I have a, I have a smartphone that I'm mostly used to, you know, get on social media and play games. Like I'm a 12 year old boy. (laughs) And I, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, um, then if you don't mind, uh, we would like to give you the fan profile questions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So, um, first question then would be, what is your favorite in death book? If you have one. Oh, that is a difficult one. I, Mm. can I also, can I give you a top three? Sure. Um, so I think my top three in kind of no particular order would be Born, Mm -hmm. Brotherhood and Treachery. Okay. But if I'm perfectly honest, I think Desperation was that good that I'm like, that's edging in there. And I might might have to, might have to give it a top three spot. Yeah. I loved Desperation. I think it. It's one of the better books in a long time. It was really uh, and not good. to not to say that I haven't enjoyed the 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 late, you know, the the last few books. I absolutely have. But I definitely think it was a really strong book. Um mm-hmm. and it was a real emotional roller coaster in a very good way. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think, you know, top three, Brotherhood, Spawn, and Treachery. Okay. And besides even Rourke, who's your favorite in death character? I think Peabody. I love Peabody. I think she's great. I want to she's be fantastic. her when I grow up. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I'm way older than she is, but that doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> what is Peabody? Are. Like 25? I'm 43. So, so <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I love, I love Peabody. I think she's fab. Um, and if, if I could mention one other, um, I'd say uh, Louise. Louise is also great. Okay. Yeah, she is fantastic. Two two very different women, but right. equally fab. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So besides the In Death series, what's the last book that you read? Um, so at the moment I'm reading Robert Galbraith's uh Ink Black Heart, which is um the latest installment in in her in that series, the, uh, what is it? Uh, Cormoran Stripe series. Okay. Um, but I'm also, I also just started on Audible because I usually have like one Audible book and one sort of regular book going at the same time. Um, I started yesterday, The Awakening on Audible. Mm. Uh, so that's the first one of the, um, I think it's called the Becoming series or the yes. Dragonheart series, something like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, really, um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm about probably a third way through mm-hmm. really enjoying it so far. Yeah. That's been a good series so far. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think, and I think the third one is due out sometime this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. so, um, so I, I was very much holding off on reading cause I actually, I downloaded it because I think you guys mentioned it because uh, a couple of months back you guys did an episode on um sort of other Nora's mm-hmm. to read and that was one of the mentions and I was like oh 
yeah, I think I, I might enjoy that. Let's give that a try. But then when I found out that it was trilogy and the third one was coming out this year, I thought, okay, let's hold off till I'm like closer to the release date of that third book and right. then then read them yeah. all in one go. Um, so that's why I've only started it now. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You'll have to let us know what you think of them. Because I think I'll me do. and Jen are both really enjoying that series. Um, okay, number four. You could say that in the in-death world, Rourke has a monopoly on several things. When you play Monopoly, what piece do you choose? So I actually haven't played Monopoly in a very, very long time. Um, but I think um, either the boot or the Scotty dog was probably usually my go-to yeah. piece. Yeah, but I also recently read that in the kind of rejig they did of the pieces, they now apparently have a penguin. And if I'm perfectly honest, I think if I had a choice between a penguin, a Scotty dog, and a boot, I'd go for the penguin. Okay. Yeah, they did redo a lot of the pieces, and I don't remember what. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. That came in forever. (laughs) I don't know that I've ever played a full game of it. In fact. Well, yeah, because you get like it's, oh, it's, it's, it's hard. To, it is hard to get a full game in because it, it can yeah. take a long time. It takes hours. Yeah, yeah I don't most have people don't have that time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, so we know from Immortal that Rourke sings in the shower. Do you sing in the shower? Um. Really, only a couple of times a year. I don't. Not as a. Not as like a daily thing, though. No. I always sing on my birthday (laughs) and I sing, I sing, um, instead of, uh, it's my party, I'll cry if I want to, I'll say, it's my birthday, I'll dance if I want to, dance if I want to. And that's my little birthday song. (laughs) I love that. Oh my God, that's great. Um, Number six, what gadget from the in-death world would you most want to have today? Oh, without a doubt, uh, AC. I yeah. would love the AC. I think I think that would just be aces. Um, and, um, and it's not that I don't love cooking, because I absolutely do, but I also just love that idea of that you can cook you can buy ingredients, you can buy whole dishes, you can create dishes, you can have it make dishes. Um, but it can also just function as like a reheat thing or a, you know, right. a fridge freezer. Uh, and I just love the kind of endless capabilities. And I'm just like, I want one. I don't, I don't care. I want yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Who could blame you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what is your most controversial opinion? <laughs> oh, um, okay. If I can, I'm really <laughs> sorry, Nara, because I think you're probably going to hate me for this, but, um, I'm not a big fan of the Beatles. I lo- I'm sorry. I really <laughs> am sorry. I'm very, very sorry. I like their music, but I just don't like how they perform it. So I like huh. their songs done That's by other artists, um, but I don't necessarily like the way they do it themselves. Um, huh. So, yeah, I'm not a huge Beatles fan. So That's sorry. A, That's an interesting opinion. 
Yeah. It is very okay. controversial. It here. is. It, it is <laughs> hella controversial. And I'm, yeah, I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh. I, I think I've only known one other person that was like not a fan of the Beatles at all, period. So. I mean, uh, everyone, you know, there are people in the world who like country music. So I just got to let things happen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right too against me because I like, I like country music. <laughs> You're allowed to. Oh. You're allowed to. And you know what? I, I can't say, I can't actually say with any like authority that I hate all country music because I know that there's all this like 90s pop country that was just the stuff that I liked when I was in junior high and high school when I don't care. Like that's just so, but in general, it's not a thing that I care for. Yeah, no, I get that. I totally get that. Uh, but it's also very interesting how sort of what you listen to, um, you know, sort of in your teens, mm-hmm. how that is so often very uh, sort of predictive of the type of music you like the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do always find that very funny. Yeah. You know, um, Barry Gibb just recently did a country album. Ah. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah. The, he did I didn't a, because you didn't tell me you're my Barry Gibb. I know. Sorry about <laughs> that. But uh, yeah, they took I mean, a bunch of Bee Gees songs and he um, produced a bunch okay. of country artists doing those Bee Gees songs as country songs. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah. That's I, cool. I've heard a That's few good. and they're actually pretty good. Yeah. So, um, anywho, yeah, that's, you know, Hmm. let's see. So (laughs) next question is Rourke has an unusual collection of weapons of war. What unusual collection do you have? Um, so I don't actually really collect anything right now, but I had a very weird collection when I was a kid, uh, cause I collected, um, uh like bus card like tram cards um mm. stamp things as a i don't know 11 or 12 year old and it was just the very run-of-the-mill average day-to-day ones that you would use every day getting on and off um uh, the you know trams and buses here in amsterdam mm-hmm. um but then for, at some point i got it into my head that i was going to put out an ad up for um uh you know if anybody had kind of like interesting um examples that they could kind of give me uh and uh, or that i could buy off them or whatever uh, and i put this ad up and i got this call from this like 90 year old woman who had been whose husband had been um has kind of worked for the amsterdam uh, metro network and he uh, they had been invited to the opening of some line and they got a special ticket for that um that sort of inaugural line uh, mm-hmm. inaugural ride and she still had their tickets and if wow. i wanted them so uh, that was kind of like my crowning glory of that collection <laughs> That's fun, though. Yeah, it is fun. Um, hang on a second. Uh, okay. The big question. Occasionally, Eve <laughs> will allow Peabody to stop for food, and more often than not, that is some sort of hot dog. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Um, to be honest, I don't really know. I'm... <laughs> okay. I, I'm gonna, I mean, perfectly fine. 
it's two slices of bread and a bit of meat. So I'm going to say yes, but I can't, I mean, I can't really say any way, any which way with well, any certainty. If the bread is somewhat connected at the bottom, does mm-hmm. that change anything? Not for me, no, okay. but I can see how yeah. it could for well, others, but it okay. doesn't for me. I'm like, yeah. whatever. It's two slices of bread. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, I appreciate I mean, that. Fine. Yeah. Um, so I know it's 2022 and this question says, what lessons are you taking away from 2020? But um, it's still the same question. What what lesson did you take away from 2020? Um, I think like just strictly speaking, 2020, uh, just to um, enjoy enjoy the little things, enjoy, um, you know, sort of enjoy life. Don't, don't let it pass you by. Um, you know, sometimes times are tough, like, you know, they they were in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, but just, uh, you know, try to kind of enjoy it as much as you can. And, um, and, um, um, and enjoy what you can, because there will always be, moments that are sort of in within that year that were tougher than others and but even in that stretch that was really tough there's still good moments and just try to enjoy them right okay um if mira's playlist contains some songs by mavis freestone some people might be surprised what band or artist would people be most surprised to find on your playlist i don't really know um Nobody embarrassing like Hanson or. <laughs> um, I think when it comes to embarrassing, yeah, there's probably is some embarrassing shit on there. Hang on, let's have a look. It's undoubtedly going to be some embarrassing what, what the, shit on this. What, yeah, what is the song that pops up if you're if it's on um, if it's on shuffle that if somebody else is in your car you go oh wait let me forward this song I, okay. <laughs> next, 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 next. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. Uh, hang on. Let me just see. How do I go to? Let me just say songs shuffle. Oh well, I have. I have a lot of. Um. I have because I love uh, stand-up com- uh, comedians. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be because some of that gets like really quite raunchy and dirty. So I think there's probably a couple of them that I would be mm. just like, no, I, d- I don't want that out loud in the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, very last question is besides podcasts and death, what is your favorite podcast? Um, I don't actually listen to a ton of uh, podcasts, but at the um, at the moment, I'm really enjoying um the you're wrong about uh podcast i don't know if you know that mm. one and maintenance phase i think that's by the same people um and i also um i started listening to um what is her name again um the lowdown with lindsay Lo- Loan. Mm. Mm-hmm. um and and I just started listening to it because one of the episodes is with um, an interview with Rosanna Panzino, who I, I have always thought was very, 
good. Mm -hmm. And they also, one of the episodes was also with Salt and Pepper. And I thought, oh, that's good. I like them. Hmm. Um, So, um, and she doesn't, I think she only has like about 10 or 12 episodes, but I think I've gone through like three or four of them. And so far I've liked them. And you're wrong about, it's one of those ones that I don't listen to every single episode because it is very, very american focus but what Mm -hmm. they do is they sort of every episode they will look at something some sort of event in history and kind of talk about how the kind of conventional uh take on that subject um you know sort of people were looking at it the wrong way and kind of why right right um and like i said it is very it does tend to be from a very sort of american standpoint which you know Mm -hmm. makes sense because they're two american people um (laughs) but um uh, it's still quite interesting, and um, a lot of them like are of, about people and about events that I've never heard of. Right. Every so often, I'll be like, "Oh, I do know that name. Let's let's have a listen to that." Um, but it's 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 very good, and um, and I also listened to and really enjoyed the Fallen Angel series about um, Victor- sort of the fall of Victoria's Secret. Mm. Oh, which I thought was very interesting. Um, yeah, so yeah, and then and then I kind of really listened to the I think it's called the Genius Tapes from it's like a Food Fifty Two podcast, mm. and then um, that one with uh, oh I started l- listening to Archetype the 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 Meghan Markle one, but mm. kind of a little I don't know if you guys listened to that one, but it's a bit overdone. So I'm not really a huge fan. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think, oh, an armchair expert. I like that one too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think your, your, your um, podcast was kind of the first one that I listened to that was like completely um, not professionally done. So in the very beginning, I did kind of have to get used to that a little bit because yeah. um, just, <laughs> and, I, I, and, and not even so much because, um, not even. I, I think it was just getting used to the fact that you know you you guys talk through each other regularly, and you you kind of heard background noises, especially in the beginning. You heard background noises a lot, um, and that did take, take a little bit of getting used to. But once you actually, once at least for me, once I listened to like two or three of those episodes, that kind of all fell away in the background, and it doesn't. I don't know. Either it's gotten less, or it just doesn't bother me anymore. It's probably gotten so now less. I'm, yeah. yeah. Um, because when we first started, uh, we were doing it on Zoom and I was, you know, the, you have an option to record. And I didn't realize that this was an option on Zoom to record the whole thing as a whole. In which case, I can't really do much with the, with the sound and background sounds and all that. Or it gives you the option to record everyone separately. And once I realized oh. once I realized that was an option, then we started doing it that way. That way I can separate out everybody and, you know, get rid of background noise for, you know, like my section while Tara's talking and, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I think it, it has a lot to do with overall, you know, my developing skill in uh, in editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which totally makes sense because I mean that is that is really a, um, you know that that that's that's not nothing. Editing, 
editing uh, audio. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, it, it uh, then also have figuring out how to make everyone sound better and not like, uh, you know, they're in the middle of a big, huge room and it's echoing everywhere. And, you know, all of that takes some sort of knowledge that I didn't have to begin with. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I think it's getting better. <laughs> oh, it absolutely is. It the absolutely audio is. gets better over time. Yeah. So, but I'm glad you stuck with us. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, I said, it wasn't like a huge thing. It wasn't a huge thing, but like it was like the first couple of episodes, I was like, oh, this is different. This is definitely mm. different. But yeah, it, it didn't take an awful lot to get over that. Yeah. So it's fine. I, I've listened oh, yeah. to other like non professional <laughs> podcasts before. So I guess that's why I kind of was like, you know, but uh, I can I can totally understand if somebody's used to just listening to very um, produced podcasts and then coming to ours and going like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's that has been that has been like a criticism, you know, of any podcast that is self-produced, you know, yeah. that people people they'll go out, they'll listen to all these podcasts where someone is doing all the work for them and mastering it and all this crap and then you know they'll listen to this and they'll be like this is bad and you're like it's not bad in fact like podcasts are i think i think the most charming podcasts are the ones that are not overly produced but that's my style you know yeah. um well, yeah. i i i used to not really think about that but i have now that i've heard a couple of podcasts that aren't overly produced um, now that when I hear one that is, like for instance, that Meghan Markle archetype one, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, they've totally overdone that. And then, then yeah. you you kind of become more selective, or at least I've become more selective that way. Whereas I think, like a year ago, I don't think the same things that bother me about the Meghan Markle one now would have bothered me a year ago. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, I, I really appreciate you sticking with us. Yeah. yeah thank All you for giving these. us another chance <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely and i mean like i said i mean i've gotten so much enjoyment out of this show so i am totally i'm very very uh -huh. happy i suck with you guys as well so it's all and good. We're happy you did too, because we've gotten here and now you're a guest on the show and yeah. this was a really excellent uh episode i think i think so too it's and like all of the work that you put into like preparing for it yeah, when we you really know what kind of a that. mess we are. <laughs> well, she didn't before this, but now she does. <laughs> I, I feel like she probably had a feeling. Yeah, probably. Before we fooled her. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um no, I I I really enjoyed doing this. I'm really glad I could come on. Um I I probably told like almost everybody that I know that I was doing this show. So you'll probably have an uptake in listeners oh. next week. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, that's around, but you'll, you'll, that, that one episode right. might have, have a couple of more listeners. Okay. Um, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to, to sort of, um, to, to, to hearing it and to, to, to also to kind of see what everybody thinks. Cause I think, one of the great things about this show is also the the audience participation mm -hmm. and and i'm i always yeah. really love after the show or even before the show in some cases um just listening to everybody else's opinions 
because uh, yeah. they can be so different and and yeah. just really interesting. Yeah, yeah, we love that too. We we love when y'all yeah. you know participate and answer our questions yes. and give yeah. us ideas for the show. Um, that's fantastic because really what we wanted to do was create some kind of community around this podcast so that yeah people do have feel like they can participate and put their two cents in and you know hear their opinions alongside ours yeah because ours you know they're ours isn't the be all end all of you know opinions about this series so okay well we really appreciate you being here yeah thank you for Thank you for talking to us today. Yeah. And yeah, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed myself. We're really kind of sad that uh, Jen couldn't be here with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But hopefully, um, I don't know, maybe if I come on another time, hope maybe she'll be there then uh, yeah. or not. Uh, we'll see. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it would, it, it, it's a shame she's not here now, but maybe next time. Next time. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, anytime you have an idea for, an episode let us know and and we'll schedule you, you in. So, all right well thank you so much thank you we oh, really appreciate you bye, being ladies. here bye bye thank bye. You, bye well that was fun she's delightful. she is delightful <laughs> and she had a lot of good things to say about the topic oh. and you know literally just what i never thought about before because mm-hmm. again i'm also not a tech person yeah i'm not eve but <laughs> <laughs> definitely not rourke or McNabb or, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but you know what? The thing is I, I get, as I get older, I get to the, I'm now getting to the point where I'm just like, uh, you know, all the tech now that's coming out is like, oof, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I'm getting to that, to that age. So I don't, I, I, I don't know. Does it really have anything to do with age? Maybe I, Maybe. I feel like it's just, Maybe just comfort, like I'm good with this, you know? Right. Which is, you know, exactly what we said about Eve. It's, it's about your comfort level. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, I don't really have podcast business, so I think we're going to skip that this time and um, just say that I think our very next episode is uh, desperation and death. So, <laughs> that's so exciting. I'm I'm sure we have a lot to say about this book. Yeah, and good one. Uh, yeah, good it really one. is a good one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So, I guess that's it for this episode of Podcast and Death. So, all right. You know how to get a hold of us in, in any of our social medias. Search for Podcast and Death. Go to our website www.podcastanddeath.com. Uh, send us an email at show at podcastanddeath.com or call the number. The number is 205-476-2753. And that spells out 205-4-ROARC. And I got all that in now. So yes, I won't feel us. weird. Call us. <laughs> call us Nora Roberts, especially. Especially. And <laughs> With anyone. Anyone. Give us a call. And as you could tell, you know, um, you don't you don't have to be in the United States. You can be anywhere in the world. And you right. know, if you wanted to come on the show, we'll we will accommodate you, and you will come on the show. Right. So just let us know. Um, and thank you very much to Michelle Kenyon for for coming on the show. 
Thank you, Michelle. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, so anyway, I think that's it. So all right. for Podcast and Death, this is AJ. This is Tara. And Jen's somewhere. We don't know where, but she's somewhere and she says goodbye also. And uh, <laughs> we will see you next week, guys. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 2054-ROARCH. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you.